0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Silent Sales Machine Radio Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Ryan Rieger. Today, we're chatting with a legends member. He's a friend of mine. His name is Michael Beard. He has a whatever it takes attitude and he has had to employ that to get over the obstacles that he's had in his business. But he recently just hit the $1 million mark. sales in a year. So this is an awesome episode. He's got a lot of practical information on what he's doing in this business, how he got there, some of the things he's had to overcome. So this will be our encouragement to you guys. Here's my interview with Michael. All right, Michael, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. So glad to have you on, my friend. Well, thank you, Ryan. It's an honor Lord, that you would ask me to do something
1: like this. uh, It's really cool. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Well, you posted in our legends group that you had hit a million dollars in sales for the year, which is incredible, by the way. Most people don't even dream of those numbers. So I want to dig into that. But that's what prompted me. So congratulations, first of all, for hitting that number. That is awesome.
1: Well, thank you, thank you. That uh, it means a lot, and we were super excited, you know, to hit that. And our our team was, you know, kind of watching, you know, for that to happen.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and day by day, we knew we were. getting <laughs> Were you hitting refresh less. on the? Yeah, <laughs> I think you can see it on the post. Somebody made the comment that my battery was dying. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's truly an honor, you know, to be here this morning with you on this. And, uh, you know, over the years, I've, I've heard, you know, even starting off, you know, you hear all the success stories, you read the success stories, and you just think to yourself, oh. man, wow, that would be cool to be there, you know, someday. And, yeah. And it's, you know, it's a struggle each and every day, you know, to, sure. to, to fight through all the obstacles, you know, to get there. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all kind of pinching ourselves that uh, we actually made it this far, you know what's next for, for us and the team. So you know we Lovely. started this thing back in uh, 2015. No, uh-huh. no, I'm sorry. The business itself, I started in 2008.
0: Okay, that's the year, uh, year I. That's the year I went moved from a, a job to selling online. So that's cool. We're in that same. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know. You know what? I'm sure. I'm almost positive that I bid on that same auction. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in
0: 2012. <2012? laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no way I was going to get up there. That was too much for my blood at the time.
0: Oh man, it was a lot was right for me too. I was a, that was a huge step of faith. My goodness, yeah.
1: and that's what this business really is. A lot of times, I mean, uh, in any type of business that you kind of start, I mean, it is a huge leap of faith. You know, mm-hmm. to, to step out there and uh, you know and take that risk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we started in 2008 with Jim Cochran. We did some coaching. That's found a little bit of success there on eBay. We were doing a lot of auctions and quickly found that that was really tough. And that was a lot of work to go out there and, and find those items, do the yeah. research, bring them back, clean them up, make a listing for eBay yep. for one sale. You know, <laughs> you have to rinse and repeat that. And that's
0: okay so. if your profit margins are a ton for each one. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And they're good. And the profit margins usually are pretty good on something like that. But again, it, uh, it's just, I don't know, it, it was a grind and, and I was working, sure. you know, a full-time job as a chef Okay. and uh, that's a grind in itself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that was really long hours, working weekends and holidays, didn't wow. get to spend a lot of time with the kids as they were growing up. And that was, you know, one of the driving factors at the time to just get into this business, you know, was, was to be able to come home and spend mm. that time, you know, with the family.
0: That's um, awesome. Real quick, you said something there. I, I want to get back to your story, but how did you find time? Because that's an excuse some people have, and it's, it can be a legitimate excuse because you're busy. you got life. You were a chef and working, I don't even know how many hours a week, but a lot. You guys work hard as chefs. How did you find the time to do this strategically or practically? When did you find the time to fit all this in? Well, that was the thing why it kind of took so long.
1: <laughs> we
0: started in
1: 2008. We're you know 2020 now yeah uh, you know it really that really sparked then actually the true growth and success of what we had i mean it was all about a mindset okay and uh I kind of shared this a little bit in the post but mm-hmm. uh you know it was in two thousand seventeen finally, you know I was at Swiss Jobs there back in two thousand nine two thousand thousand ten something like that, and I started mm-hmm. working with a a golf course company that uh build golf courses and they, they manage golf courses across the United States. And I came on as their corporate chef. Okay. Um, so I spent a lot of time and, and it looked really promising as a career yeah. path and, and growth. And was finding some success there, uh-huh. but they kept kind of dangling a carrot out there in front of me. and mm. I kept chasing that, you know, and it wasn't really ever going to come true. Mm. And, you know, you get a counseling statements every once in a while for your job performance or whatever. And my, my uncle, he's in the, in the financial world. And he shared that uh, they call it a haircut when you get one of those counseling deals, right? Mm. And so I like to joke now that they cut my hair too short that day. Mm. And it really just kind of upset me to the fact that it was like, okay, now I really have the motivation. And it was yeah. working, you know, around the clock almost. I mean, I was up bright and early, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Worked for three or four hours before I'd go to work you know, put that day in and then spend a couple more hours at night. And it was wow. constant, you know, for a solid year to get yeah. really some growth, get some, some traction and, and be able to, you know, be able to start actually grow it. So it was just that mindset of, yep. I don't care, whatever it takes, mm. I'm going to do this.
0: Whatever it takes. Wow. I'm writing that down. Cause, that, Cause it, that is-
1: it's just not easy. I mean, there's nothing about it. I mean, everybody is different and I get, and their stories are different. And, but we all get all these obstacles that, that come up sure. and, whether I'm too tired and, you know, yeah. I used to use that a lot, you know, when I had, have the time off from work. I mean, you know, I need a break. I mean, I don't want to work on the mm-hmm. business now. I just worked, you know, seven, 10 days in a row, long hours. We had lots of things going on. And mm-hmm. now I want to go fishing. Yeah. Well, do I really want to go fishing or do I want to build this business? So someday I don't mm-hmm. have to work those seven to 10 day stretches anymore. That's right.
0: So, so that you can go fishing later every day, the week you want to. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. So wow. yeah, it was really that mindset, you know, And my wife carried it along for the longest time. I mean, I I couldn't have done it without my wife. I mean, uh, she's created a lot of listings. She did a lot of that work with, with eBay and I kind of pushed the envelope because it was like, we need to get on Amazon. We need to get on Amazon. Like I can't do one more thing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll figure this out. So you were selling
0: on eBay. Where were you finding your inventory for eBay?
1: We were doing a lot of drop shipping, okay. uh, which kind of got us in trouble because they don't always keep track of everything, you know? Sure. So that was kind of difficult and, and a couple of garage sales here and there, but, uh, okay. and it was just a trickle. We weren't doing a whole lot okay. um, at that point. So, uh, okay, so when did you move into Amazon? It was like late in 2015 and we only probably had a couple of sales then in 2015. So really 2016 was our first full year. Of doing 2016
0: business. your first full year and now middle of 2020 you've hit a million dollars for the year that i mean you might think oh wow that took you forever but uh that that seems fairly fast to me that, that's yeah i mean awesome.
1: it was forever from we first started the business but when True. we first really got going with amazon yeah yeah you know, it was like okay here we go we're, we're gonna right. do this and you know, it was really kind of embracing too then my field of expertise i guess if you will You know, I was trying to do all these other things, find products, you know, that I didn't really know anything about. And I started then finally, you know, looking at grocery, um, being a chef and, that really kind of then was able for me, us to really kind of take okay, off. Okay. So
0: you transitioned so, uh, from eBay to Amazon late 2015 and your first full year of Amazon was 2016. And so you, you started off with, you said you started off with products you didn't really you were just kind of scanning whatever and going after whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember the first thing I was so scared too. When I first went out to scan that first thing, uh-huh. <laughs> it was a little filter, you know, in the clearance aisle. And it was like, I don't know, like a, dollar or $2 or something. And, uh-huh. you know, I really didn't have the money to, to spend on it, you know, an mm. extra 40 bucks. So, I mean, mm. will this work? Will I be able to sell it? Will I be able to get my 40 bucks back? Will I make any profit? And uh, right. yeah, still remember that to this day. I mean, just... those Did you buy
0: those? I had. You bought those filters?
1: Yep. I bought those filters. They sold and uh, gave me a little confidence and then yes. uh, went out to a Was at Nebraska Furniture Mart here in 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 Nebraska, Uh and I had a seventy five dollar gift card, and I think I spent like three hours in there, um, in their clearance area, and and bought some rain chains, and uh, Uh they sold really well, and went back and then cleared them out, and they sold really fast. Wow, we were we were hitting the road running then at that point, but I still hadn't really kind of made that transition, you know, the groceries. I was still just trying to find whatever I could clearance, yeah toys and games and you, know, you name it I would everybody asked me you know what, what kind of things do you sell what's your category I'm like whatever I can find yeah. <laughs> it does make any difference mm-hmm. whatever I can find then I started really really you know started looking at grocery and mm-hmm. uh you know, was able to set up an account with the national distributor um, okay. because I'd had a long you know history of working with them as a chef for you know 30 years
0: brilliant You went for your low-hanging fruit, guys. I love that he said this because what do you have access to that nobody else does or very few other people do? Michael and I can both go into a Walmart right now and find the exact same item, but so can millions of other Amazon sellers. He just hit on something that's probably one of the major keys of this whole podcast here uh, or one of the major takeaways is that, is there something that you have access to? When I talk to people, I asked them, what is your low hanging fruit? What might you, do you already have relationships with a a wholesale company or where you work at right now? Do you have relationships with people that have physical products? So I love that you said that because uh, that is something unique to you. I might, I don't even know, could if I, it would probably be very hard for me to call up that distributor and get an account, right?
1: It would. And then, I mean, and kind of the second part of that, I mean, because of the relationship and knowing kind of, how the company works and the different pricing structures that they you know, impose upon brand new accounts, brand new restaurants and whatnot, yep. until you have those track records and they can get you then on some better deals. Mm-hmm. I was you know, able to go immediately to you know, some of their lower pricing tiers. Love it. That, that relationship.
0: Yes. Wow. Okay.
1: You know, and then the second part that kind of grows off of that is, is out of know, um, the My Silent Team, uh, the book what's the name of the book? Is it, is it called My Silent Team, the book? The Silent Sales the Machine. Silent Sales Machine. Uh-huh. The question in there, if your customer likes this and is buying this product, what else would they be interested in? Mm-hmm. And that's then where a lot of our products kind of stem off of. I've got this product that's working. So what is related to this product that somebody else would be interested in? Yeah, And that's, that's spurred a lot of our growth and a lot of our different product ideas and new listings that we've been able mm-hmm. to have some mm. great
0: success with over the years. Wow. So your main business then still working with that same distributor and other distributors or what's it look like now?
1: Yeah, we've kind of added a couple of more and then, uh, uh, you know, I do like to take the path that, uh, as few as people are, are, on, you know, that's yeah. a little bit more difficult, you know, so we're breaking into a lot of Asian products now with Asian, okay. uh, supermarkets yeah. and, okay. uh, setting up an Asian distributor. And uh, wow. I mean, those are some, some really great profit margins that we're finding with that in that area. One of the, one of the stories I like about what we've done, I've, you know, the Asian market was very difficult to kind of get into because I'm not Chinese or Philippines. <laughs> <or laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't read any of the packaging right. or labels, right but the Amazon scanner, you know, the seller app with the visual scanner, I use that a lot. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, wasn't really expecting it, you know, when I went in there, but that's what we started using. And I was surprised it it was working. It was great. You
0: know, well, So you um, would go I- into an Asian grocery store and just use this, the, just scan the, the photos of the, or scan the, the actual item with the yep. picture
1: scanner. Yep. Just wow. the visual scanner. And so, uh, mm. I found a product and it came up, but it wasn't the right product. It was a different product. And I was like, well, this thing sells looks like it's selling really good for a pretty good profit. So we decided to do a new listing on that and, uh, found a couple other items that were different brands of the same type of product. And so then we probably have 10 listings between multi-packs and bundles all with this one product. And, wow. uh, and we're selling two 300 units between those, those 10 listings a month. Wow. You know, and Bradley bringing 150 to 200% on the ROI.
0: Incredible.
1: Just from the visual scan and just asking, you know, that same question. You know, if they're interested in this, would they be interested in this one, a different brand? Yes. You know, or same type of a product, just a little bit different. I mean, that's happened multiple different times. I brought home something that I thought was, Mm -hmm. you know, A, and I get home and looked at it and was like, well, that's not the right product. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's close, but it said no sugar in there and I can't, again, can't read it. So, my wife, Michelle was like, well, I'll create a listing on that. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, it it took off. We're the only seller on it. We we sell about 80 Mm -hmm. units a month, being able to get that then, you know, in case packs.
0: Wow. That is awesome. That's something that uh, you might not have uh, had a chance to watch it, but uh, I was, I did an ask the experts panel with Kate and Leanna in the legends group just uh, earlier this week. And that was one of Kate's uh, strategies was if you, you know you know most of the people aren't going into a, a store and saying oh I don't see this product on Amazon let's let's grab it and let's create a listing You could do that that's kind of risky because you're spending all this time creating a listing for something that well maybe people aren't looking for it anyway but if you have a proven product like it's let's say it's a, a coffee creamer for example and this one flavor like all the flavors do really well. And then they come out with a brand new one. That brand new one's not on Amazon yet. Well, there's a very good chance that that product's going to do well because all the other ones in that brand exactly. are selling well. So, guys, that's where you might think about creating a listing. Or there's probably going to be other people that do it. So, just jump on it when they do it. If you don't want, if you're not a, <laughs> a listing creation genius, but yeah, that's a good point. Is look uh, dig deeper. And Kate said, dig deeper. Look. I, I'm selling this, uh, this cup and it's been selling really well. Well, what else does this company make? Or how many, is there a multi-pack? Is there a bundle with this? And so that's why if you just scan the barcode, you're not going to find those listings. That's right. why the visual scan is awesome or typing in the item name or brand name. So, Yep, so now I've
1: kind of gotten accustomed to that a little bit and uh, now I'm kind of doing it all as far as scanning, you know, the visual was doing well. But now doing the visual and doing the barcode and typing in things and I'm finding more and more, you know, each time that I go out. uh, Yeah.
0: Are you finding also that I've heard a lot of sellers say that they're finding where they'll, um, they'll use the actual, they'll use different ways to search because it brings up different results. Like the legendary sourcing app brings up different things than the Amazon seller app and even the Amazon buyers app, people are using that and finding different listings or going on their desktop and going to amazon.com and just act like you're a buyer and type these in, you'll come up with different results, which is frustrating because you would be nice to have it all in one place, but <laughs> it just shows you that, uh, I don't know, for some reason that doesn't, well, work I
1: think out. that all leads to you know, the beauty of, of really, you know, of being able to dig deep and finding the different paths, I guess, if you mm-hmm. will, you know, it is kind of easy to, to kind of fall in those ruts. I mean, as, as things get taught that you know, and this is how you do something. But I think if you always kind of use that just as as a base, mm-hmm. you got that little bit of knowledge. Now, where else can I take that knowledge yes. and go from there? And so, yeah, using the different methods, you know, and even creating—I'm sure there's going to be more that are going to come out. I mean, just mm-hmm. different methods on how to go about sourcing something. Sure, you know, building those relationships in with with the store owners. Uh, I mean, that's been a huge success and, uh, you just never know when they're going to be in the store. I mean, they're hard to recognize. A lot of times you just think they're another customer or something, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you start those conversations and they're like, Oh wow, you're the owner. Hey, yeah. cool. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, you know, and so nice so to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Have you found, yeah. Um, I know there's some stores that, uh, don't like us as resellers, but most do. Have you had any issues with people like, Oh, you're a reseller. Get out of my store.
1: Not get out of my store. No, I mean, Target's always kind of a difficult one, you know, sure. and then, even in Walmart, sometimes, you know, I'm asking, you know, the, for a deal there's, mm-hmm. you know, I want to clear the shelf or something. And, and the majority mm-hmm. of the time, the managers are, are really willing to work with me. Yeah, um, I've only had one and it was kind of funny because it happened in a store where I had already had talked to a different manager on a different mm-hmm. product mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was a Lego item and they were, they were already discounted at, you know, like five bucks. And they had like 60 of them. Okay. And so, yeah, they gave me a deal and they gave it to me for like $3 a piece. Wow. And then it was in the store the next week on a different product, talked to a different manager and he basically ran me off. He was mean.
0: Oh, <laughs> he no. didn't want
1: everything to do with me. He's like, we don't do that. That's not fair for the rest of the customers.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay.
1: You know, that's great. Okay. Have a nice day. You know, <laughs> I'll move on.
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, you just move on. Right. Oh. so you just
1: never know I mean uh, but for the majority of the time yeah I think uh, I you know great success I mean with, with the owners of the stores and mm-hmm. you know the managers and they're more than happy I mean they're moving product I mean yeah and uh, you know the more product they moved I mean the nicer they are they're like you know you get to know each other's name and as soon as you walk in the door you know they're saying oh
0: Michael how are you doing exactly. today you know, and uh, that's awesome so yeah. wow. All right. So you mentioned this business hasn't always been easy. Well, it's never really easy. I would say uh, it's simple. What we do is simple. You just got to find products that you can sell for a profit. Simple business model, but it's not easy. And you've had some obstacles. So talk about some of the things that you've dealt with in your business and how you've overcome them.
1: Yeah, we've gone through our share. That's for sure. You know, so we started in two thousand eight, two thousand eleven. We were flooded uh, for the mm-hmm. first time, and we were out of our house for an entire year. Oh my gosh! Um, Still managed to to do a little bit of the drop shipping, Mm -hmm. and then we were flooded again in in, uh, 2019. We were out of the house for uh, a month, maybe two months, and uh, so we were we were moving right along at that point. And uh, we got Mm -hmm. most of our products; we got all the products out. I still had quite a few boxes that were Mm -hmm. downstairs, but uh, Mm -hmm. was able to find a, a building, an old farm. Uh, building um, mm-hmm. for us to be able to move into. We rented that space out uh, while we were flooded. So mm-hmm. the business continued on and continued to source and, and bring yeah. in products and was able to get all of our distributors to still deliver them to this new address while yeah. we were flooded. And then also in 2019, uh, we ended up getting our account suspended for mm. almost 20 days. Gosh. And uh, that was kind of rough. I mean, that was that might be like the
0: Was that the longest 20 days of your life? It was, it
1: was, you know, and right through Thanksgiving and I I didn't handle it well, for sure. I mean, it was checking. Amazon would take four days for a plan of action for a response. Yeah. And then we got their third denial on on Thanksgiving day. So it really was, was defeating, you know, it was like, what are we going to do? So we had built a new building at that point and had quite a bit of products on hand and products at Amazon. Yeah. It was, Mm -hmm. it was pretty scary what We're gonna do
0: so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know Amazon. Sometimes it seems like they're sporadic. It, did they tell you why that happened, and was it something that you should have seen coming, or was it just they were just uh, you know, oh, press a button?
1: You know, I always like to look back and you know take as much responsibility as I possibly can for whatever reason. And, you know, and things that Mm -hmm. happened, you know, I'm always kind of trying to reflect on, you know, what I've done in the past and uh, Mm -hmm. how I can make improvements. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I was getting a little over too confident, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that is taught that uh, if there's only one person on a listing and it's been that way for a long period of time, it could very well be a private label item. Okay. probably should stay away. Yeah. I found a popcorn cup that was branded by a brand, Carnival King. And another seller took those popcorn cups and made it his brand. Oh, wow. And he didn't follow any Amazon's guidelines mm-hmm. um, to do that. And you can't really brand somebody else's brand. Right. You know, so and he turned me in for a counterfeit product over popcorn cups. that wow. wasn't even his real brand. And so I think it was a bot maybe, but uh, yeah, I mean, they took his word for it. And even then afterwards, you know, he retracted his claim that, you know, it was an authentic product. and. Wow. But it, it took a long time,
0: you know. Gosh, that's there. so frustrating.
1: It was. it
0: was, but you got through it and you hit the million dollar mark. This just uh, earlier, just a few days ago.
1: Yes, yep, did <laughs> it, it, uh, just over seven hundred thousand yeah. for two thousand nineteen, and we're we're right there for two thousand twenty. Wow. So for the year to date, that's so yeah, awesome. we'll definitely be breaking million for the for this year twenty twenty for the first time.
0: That is so cool. My goodness. Uh, been an exciting
1: ride for sure i mean it's, had its, its ups and its downs <laughs> some scary right, moments from here to there you know but uh, oh
0: my gosh
1: you know, the the legends group has been an amazing group to be a part of uh-huh. um, you know it, it uh the camaraderie you know the, you know the sharing of information um uh-huh. freely and, you know sharing highs and the lows
0: sure
1: love the the conferences uh, the family reunions we were able to yeah you know, start a, a small little mastermind group there. Yep. There's four of us that we've been together now for two years. You know, it, we haven't really great traction as far as the four of us, you know, doing something together in a direction. But, uh, each one of us have definitely had our successes. And I think, yeah. you know, stem from that group and those meetings. Mm-hmm. And then we have once a week, uh, yeah. you know, trying to keep each other accountable and sharing what we're doing in our businesses. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, I think right at the beginning of 2018 when we joined and I, I don't know why it wasn't making sense to me before. I mean, we had the, the grocery things going in with my distributors and so that we were relying on those products. But then I was heavily into, you know, chasing a lot of clearance items and trying to find mm-hmm. those deals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's that big buildup going into Q4 where you are really kind of, you know, trying to hunt those things down. And then Danny said, you know, you know, now that you know, Q4 is over with, don't stop sending stuff in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just kind of clicked. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to still go out there and find right. all those, you know, those right. things that are going on. And right. then it really kind of morphed into the replants. more, you know, really that being the focus, because uh, mm-hmm. those deals are hard to find a lot of times on a consistent basis, yeah. you know, still maybe, you know, that's a part of it, but now it's only, I mean,
0: 95% of our business is replans. Love it. it. So yeah, your uh, grocery distributor relationship, that those are replen. You went right basically right to wholesale. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great example of a replen. Something that you can source consistently and that sells consistently. So I'd love it. That is awesome. So what advice would you give? Oh, well, last question here. Advice for new sellers or people who are just like, Man, I, I wanna be where Michael is. I wanna have 000, 000 a million dollar year, or I just wanna grow my business. So any thoughts, encouragement, advice you'd have for somebody that's you know, not as far along as you don't give up.
1: I mean, it, it's it's real and uh, you know, because that's one of the things I was thinking about earlier. I mean, there's always a lot of hype and, and a lot of different, you know, things that, that you know, that go along. Mm-hmm. You are like, is that really real? You know, and yeah. can I do it? And you try it for a little while and it doesn't exactly work out how you think it's going to. And but uh you know I've been listening to a, a business podcast here. Mm-hmm. And uh, on entrepreneurs, one of the things, you know, they kind of talked about, you know, is, is that it's, it's going to take time, yeah. you know, you really got to embrace the the process. And just because you've been doing this for, you know, six months or a year doesn't, you know, mean that you, you deserve, you know, to be successful. I mean, you got to put in, you know, the grind. And he talks about, you know, 10 mm-hmm. years down the road, uh-huh. um, you know, for a typical kind of entrepreneurship, you know, brick and mortar or even mm-hmm. online that it, it's going to take a long time. I and mean, You're not going to make, you know, a lot of money for a while. But if you're diligent about, you know, continue to, to learn the process and keep putting yourself out there and keep learning and keep growing, it'll happen.
0: It'll yes. happen. Yes, that's so, good um, advice. And I love that this business doesn't have to take that long. Yes, when you look around, you see I have a buddy who has, owns a restaurant and he's not going to expect to make a profit for a few years which blows my mind like i'm thankful that he has that restaurant because i i love to eat but you know it's like that's just a whole other business model and something i'm just so glad that i can turn on my computer list some products they sell i get money so hey. it doesn't have to take 10 years to be profitable but yes it's hard it's not a it's not passive income I saw, you'll laugh at this, I saw an Instagram uh, uh, list, somebody was posted on Instagram saying ways to make money passively and they listed an Amazon and eBay business as one of them like, gosh, well, maybe if you have a private label going and you have somebody else completely running it, like I would not consider this business (laughs) passive at all. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't found
1: that to be true yet. Right. Maybe someday, but you know. I mean, uh, as you continue to grow and you're, and you're being successful, the other thing was, you know, you're successful, you know, su- your success is today. It's not what you did yesterday. It's not what right. you're going to do tomorrow. You know, it's today. It's, it's killing and, and it's winning today. Mm-hmm. Um, so why I feel bad for your partner almost. I mean, I went to culinary school and I wanted to be a, a restaurant owner and after I got done with culinary school, I was like, Nope, I'm not going to do yeah. it. I learned too <laughs> much information. That's a uh,
0: tough haul for sure. That's tough. So, well, Michael, thank you so much for being on with me. I'm just congratulations on your success. I love your story. I love that. It's just, a. sounds like you could boil it down to whatever it takes. And I, I love that attitude and that's clearly got you to where you are and congratulations. And thank you for sharing with us today you bet
1: thank you i appreciate it again an honor to be on here you know and after listening to all those stories over the years i mean you always think you know could it be me someday and you know yep. i was encouraged and and hopefully this would you know even if only encouraged one person you know to get out there and to continue with this on you know be very happy and grateful for that you know so thank you i appreciate uh, all that you do and the friendship that we've you know built over the years and uh you know looking forward to the future
0: That's right. Amen. My pleasure. Amen. Talk to you later, buddy. All right. Take care, Ryan. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.